0: Hi, I'm Alex. And I'm Ellen. And you're listening to our podcast,
1: Uniquely Portable Magic, where we talk about all things books. This week, we are talking about um, Once Upon a Time. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> what are we talking about? Who knows? Um, not even us. Uh, we're talking about Once Upon a Broken Heart by Stephanie Garber. Uh, technically, it's the first book in its own series, but you should definitely have read the Care of All series first, because um, it's a continuation of the storyline of a character that you meet in that story, as well as some new characters. Um, and um, it's a little fantastical and it's a little what just happened. And yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think that's the the best way that I can describe it. Um, so. <laughs> how about it's
0: the journey of a young girl trying to figure out her place in the world and looking for for love um,
1: in all the and... wrong places.
0: <laughs> well, kind of, yeah, kind of, <laughs> actually.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, at this point, um, we are going to throw in our spoiler alert. We will be talking in depth about this book. Additionally, um, this book and part of our conversation could spoil any of the three books in the Caraval trilogy. So if you care about any of those books and haven't read them, then don't listen to this podcast until you've read them all. Right. Um, And come back because we have lots of fun things to discuss. Yes,
1: I agree. So. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited to talk about this, Alex. Okay. My first question for you, my dear girl, mm-hmm. is who is your favorite character?
0: So, in this one, I didn't like Jax as much as I did earlier, meaning in prior books. Um, so, I remember by the third book, I was struggling with with good old Jax.
1: Mm-hmm. Um
0: So, I would say that my favorite character was um, Evangeline. Is that how you pronounce her name? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, she was my favorite just because, like, she's so cool. Like, (laughs) who wouldn't want to have rose gold hair and be, that's, like, your natural hair color? I mean, Um, me, but that's okay. First of all, because, like, she was basically, like what is it, like millennial pink or whatever when that was in a couple years ago, but like cooler than that. Um, And she's like a little loner who doesn't feel like she fits in anywhere. But you're like, it doesn't matter because you're so cool. Like you have amazing hair, you know, all of these awesome stories. You like understand that the world is more than it seems. And like, I don't know. There was just a lot of of cool stuff about her that I, I really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, but obviously, mostly, I'm just fixated on the hair and trying to figure out how to get it for myself <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck, but uh, yeah, well, apparently <laughs> though, I was just told so um one of my classmates does the girls on the run thing, like she she's a big marathon runner, and so she helps train girls in the girls on the run program okay um, and so they're I don't know if it's elementary or middle school girls. And she said that it's very common now for them to come with different colored hair every time she sees them. Because Whoa. I guess now it's, like, very common. They have, like, it's trendy for them to just, like, have their either themselves or their moms dye their, like, full head of hair. Yeah. So I don't know what what's happening with hair dye these days that they've come out with stuff that's, like, that easy that it um, then, like, fades in, like, maybe a couple weeks or a month or something. Uh, and she was like yeah it was hard to tell the girls apart when they were wearing masks, but now that they come with like different colored hair every time <laughs> trying to learn yeah. you know <laughs> like these girls names I'm like, man, if I had had access to hair dye like that, like yeah i don't I just assumed that I wasn't allowed to, but I made a lot of those assumptions as a child, which is really funny <laughs> because. Part of this book, I was really annoyed with some of the assumptions that were being made. And as we know, in prior books that we've read on this podcast, it has become a thing that I get very annoyed about, is when characters... Annoyed about, I can speak, is when characters make assumptions. Mm -hmm. And maybe it annoys me so much because I do it a lot. And it's something
1: that I recognize that Mm -hmm. I don't like about myself. It's kind of like that when you point a finger at somebody, three fingers are pointing back at you. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So anyways, apparently I've just realized that, one, I make a shit ton of assumptions and I <laughs> am bothered by that aspect of myself, and two, that I should go out and buy some rose gold
1: colored hair dye and dye I feel like you tomorrow. Should, well, you, sh- you will also need a lot of bleach, my beautiful dark haired <laughs> friend.
0: Hey, well, so I was asking whether... Brunettes were dyeing their hair, um, and my my classmate didn't have an answer. She didn't know whether the girls were brunettes or not, or if they had to use bleach or anything, so.
1: More things to look Unless into. Unless you're using a color that's, like, specifically designed to go over the natural hair color, like, overtone. Their whole mm. thing is designed to go over natural hair color. Um, so... It gives you, like, different colors based on what your base color is. Oh. Um, and so, unless you're sort of working with something like that, nothing really... Yeah. You'll yeah. You have to bleach it first.
0: Yeah, my only um, at-home hair dyeing experience and, like, full head hair dyeing experience was done by this Me. girl over here. Yep. <laughs> we dyed it black. It looked so good. Oh my god, I literally looked like a vampire. I looked so pasty.
1: <laughs> but it like <laughs> And it
0: it wasn't supposed to be permanent. like
1: it It's it true. It was not supposed in, to last long. It was not as long supposed as to be permanent <laughs> and it
0: was in my hair for like
1: a year. Yeah. Well, uh. but it looked really good. <laughs> like it looked like yeah, it sort of made you a little more washed out than normal. But like it it looked g- like washed out isn't even the right word. Like, yeah, I guess pasty is the right word because it just made you look more pale. But coming from mm-hmm. a pale person.
0: <laughs> you're fine. Oh, so that was your true intention. You just wanted to you're make everyone else
1: to, around. You, <laughs> no. Wait a second. You're <laughs> the one who wanted to dye your hair. It was your idea! I just did it for
0: you! (laughs) Wait, you're not trying to make everyone around you
1: paler so you feel less pale? Oh my god, you figured out my master plan (laughs) make everybody else paler than I am. Oh, I don't think that's possible. Everybody would have to be like translucent to be paler than I am. (laughs) Oh my god. Oh
0: my gosh. Um, so I've gotten us really off track here. <laughs> That's Let okay. Let me reel it back in and ask you what your favorite character, who, mm,
1: wow, who your favorite character my was. My favorite character, uh, was human. Um, is human. Maybe. Um, and it was also Evangeline. Uh, for pretty much, I mean, the hair was cool. I don't, I'm not as enamored with it as You apparently are, but it's, I mean, it's cool. Um, I just thought she was really interesting and compelling as a main character, and I was intrigued by her, and um, yeah. so And and then a lot of the other reasons you had mentioned her being your favorite, too.
0: Yeah, I definitely question whether she's human or not.
1: Like, Um, there's something more to it, I think. Right, is it just that
0: she's a descendant of... The Valor family or whatever. Yeah. That her blood works on that. Or it's just because of the prophecy. Or she's... I don't know. Because she, like, knows... I don't know. It could be because of the curiosity shops that she knows more. We can discuss this later. We (laughs) should get through (laughs) the favorites because I keep getting distracted. That's okay.
1: How about... Um, Did you have a favorite
0: part? So... I didn't have a specific favorite part in, like, the actions or, like, scenes of the book. Um, but my favorite parts of the book were just, there was just such beautiful writing mm-hmm. throughout it. And, I like, there were certain style. sections where, like, I would just get distracted from the storyline because I would get caught up in, like, all of the intricacies of the um like the detailed writing that she had yeah and so i mean it was a little frustrating because occasionally i would be like wait a minute what's happening where am i um but then at the same time it was just so beautiful so yeah that was kind of me like i i would be like zipping through and then all of a sudden i'd be like oh another really really (laughs) pretty like little couple sentences or descriptors and then be like okay focus. Back in.
1: (laughs) Um, As a quick side note, there is something in this room that keeps chirping, like dinging, and I don't know what it is. um, So I don't know where it is. So sorry if there's just an occasional ding on my end of this recording. (laughs) I keep seeing you. Your eyes widen every single time. (laughs) It's happened like twice now, and like I it's somewhere in here, and I just don't know what it is. So um, it was one of your family's phones in there that seems weird but is I mean, it like a
0: like a text it
1: ping? definitely sounds like a text ping but i don't know whose phone would be in here so maybe it's like an ipad or something mm. who knows whatever gotcha. i don't care what about you Did so you have a favorite part? um it was hard for me to pick a favorite part i really enjoyed the majority of the book and um there wasn't any part that like extra stood out to me like as more enjoyable than the rest of it um but then sort of just for my own personal like made me really happy um so I picked my favorite part uh was when Evangeline got to meet Scarlett and Tella and it was really nice to just sort of see them again after their books like just a quick little check in I definitely could have done with more and maybe we'll see more later, but um, it was nice just to see them again and be like, Hey guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, Oh, okay. You survived. You're okay. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, I can hear the dinging. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where it is. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so, I almost said sorry, which is well, weird because I'm not Canadian, but yeah. But like sometimes your
0: mom's O's are like close to that.
1: Well, yeah, we're we're very Midwestern, our our Wisconsin accents, indeed, indeed. Um, so yeah, I just picked that as my favorite part because I Mm -hmm. liked that we got to see them and they were their wonderful selves and yeah. Okay. Did you have any favorite quotes? I, I did. Um Uh aha okay
0: so this one is in chapter one and it's something that her mom said to evangeline Mm -hmm. so obviously we know like her mom and her dad are dead but this is like her remembering something that her mom says to her
1: this straight up Um, cinderella retelling right at the beginning you caught that right? Well, I know this is Cinderella. Yes. Okay. Cool. Well, we've had some instances. Yes, in the past that's true. That's it, true. It that's is true. very. It where it's very slap you in the face with it, and someone <laughs> cough cough. Alex didn't. It.
0: <laughs> well, in my defense, I didn't think it was very obvious. Okay.
1: <laughs> okay. Sure. Anyways. <laughs>
0: So, one of my favorite quotes is, all stories are made of both truth and lies. What matters is the way that we believe in them. Mm. Yeah. And, I don't know, that just really hit me, like, in a, not in a, like, punch you in the gut kind of way, but as a, like, stop you in your tracks, like, wait a minute, I need to reread this and, like, think about this for a second kind of okay. thing. Which is surprising because I don't really think of these books as those kinds of books for me. Okay. Um, but it was a little of like, oh yeah, like just because a story is a story doesn't mean that there isn't something important or truthful in it. Yeah. Um. As well as like just because like a, a truth or whatever isn't there isn't something like a small lie somewhere along the way Mm -hmm. potentially so I don't know it just like stood out to me that way um and I have another page but I don't know okay this was maybe not a favorite quote but a an example of just how lovely her writing is um, and just how lovely. Ah. Oh, maybe not. Hold on. I'm trying to. Okay. I think, I think this is it. <laughs> okay. So this, <laughs> sorry. I feel like I'm really slap happy right now. <laughs> That's okay. I'm loving it. <clears throat> um, so this is Evangeline's description of... Jack's. He was a thousand cuts happening all at once. Devastation made of hair as blue as dark ocean waves and lips sharp as cracked glass that would delicately cut her. Oh, no, delightedly cut her. Excuse me.
1: I was like, hmm.
0: <laughs> but I feel like that's such a great example of one of the things that I found most enjoyable about this book, but also. The other three that we've read from stephanie garber is the way that she writes it's just like yeah uses words in ways that i wouldn't think to use them yeah in and it descriptive makes ways that yes makes yeah. you see things in a wholly like completely different yeah, way absolutely and it's so like whimsical and lyrical
1: and lovely yeah no i agree <laughs> She's got a very unique and very wonderful um, writing style. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you, did, did, you did, have... did you have any more? Nope.
0: Thought I, I had
1: a... uh, two. Um, okay. <clears throat> and a little bit, I got sucked into the beginning of it so much that I um, I certainly could have had more than that, but I but I was nearing the end, and I was like, oh, I need to be big. <laughs> because I did. I this book. Uh, much like her first three was just very easy for me to sink into, and I enjoyed it right away. And like it was just very um, uh, easy to just immerse myself back in the world. Um, and so that also meant that I was reading it very quickly. <laughs> and then I was like, "Oh, I need at least one quote. I mean, it's me, come on. Um, and I was able to come up with two. Um, that I really, really enjoyed.
0: <clears throat> so okay. the first
1: one is after they were at. Um, uh, why can't I think of his name? The chaos. They were mm-hmm. they were at chaos's caves or dungeons or wherever the hell they were. And um, Jax was bitten. Um, and so he has the vampire allure going on. Um, and the quote is outside the chilly winter night was almost too bright. The moon had come out from hiding behind the clouds to pay particular attention to Jack's illuminating his perfect jaw, his long lashes, and the twist of his petulant mouth. He looked like ethereal heartbreak. She kept feeling the urge to turn her head and take just one more glimpse. And she knew it was vampire allure, the inescapable draw of dangerous beauty and power. Um, and one, I just loved how beautiful, like, like you were saying, like lyrically and beautifully written it was. Um, but it also, <laughs> I loved it cause it lo- tied in a little bit with one of my favorite quotes from one of her other books. Um, there was, I think it's in the third book or something. She, um, describes Dante legend. As looking like the ending of a doomed love story. Mm -hmm. Um, And I loved the whole quote, but especially the, he looked like ethereal heartbreak. Like, I was like, God damn it. Like, that's (laughs) that's just gorgeous writing, you know? Like, Uh
0: um,
1: a little bit of shivers, a little bit of like, oh my goodness gracious. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I liked that uh, quote. Um, And then the next one is... um, Evangeline is thinking of, about herself, sort of, um, as she's hearing Jax's story about Tella. And he's telling her everything that's going on, and um, or went on. And um, Evangeline thinks to herself, um, or... Is thinking And it says, with Luke, she told herself that she was acting out of love, but she wasn't. Not really. She wasn't making loving choices. She was making compromising choices because she wanted love. Luke wasn't her weakness. Love was. Not even just love, but the idea of it. And I was like, oh my damn! I was, I was like because we've all been in places like that right and it's and we've made choices because we think it's one thing but maybe it's just because we like the idea of that thing or and maybe it's love and maybe it's something else um but it was another one of those moments um that I really like in books when it has a really important message um I think to all young people but especially to young girls of you know make sure that you're especially if you're picking someone that you want to try to be in a relationship with make sure you're doing it for the right reasons and both for yourself and for the other person you know Mm because you don't want to be entering into any sort of relationship or agreement or whatever with um the wrong intentions um and again I also just thought Mm -hmm. it was written beautifully so yeah I definitely remember that part and Having a very similar reaction
0: of just yeah. being like, oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, because it is, like, I've definitely thought that before, but I've never seen it put so succinctly all together just like that. Right. And it was kind of like, a, oh, right, this is what people do.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. No, I just thought it was beautiful, and I was like, Shit, there you go again. <laughs> Look, doling mm. out some life lessons. Okay, so I have a quick question. So mm-hmm. when I first started this, I just assumed that this was going to start after everything that happened in Caraval. That have been my assumption, too. But it didn't, and it threw me off so badly. Because at first I was like, I was like, Is this like way before? Like, was this before he was even trapped? And then, of course, it it seems like it happened after he was trapped. (laughs) Ow. I just kicked something. I don't even know (laughs) what I kicked, but it hurt. So so, so, I was about to apologize. Were you
0: about to apologize? I was.
1: (laughs) I was about to say sorry for hurting Uh, myself.
0: (laughs) Being a woman in today's society.
1: (laughs) Uh, Okay. We will not apologize. I did. I, for I apologizing. Sorry for almost saying sorry. <laughs> um. So, yeah, it threw me off so badly because I was like, what? I just like, my first note even says, I'm like, what is my time frame here? Like, <laughs> I was all over the place.
0: Oh, yeah. I don't know when I realized what was happening. Because I think it was really, it wasn't until after she... Had been like unstoned, like right. that. We got more background on on the right. state of her world. Did you have any inklings
1: before that? That no. like the timeline? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I think my note on is like page thirty six. I'm like, okay, so some of it was right before, and some of it's after. Yeah. 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 Um,
0: but actually, this book hold me in even before the first chapter in the like little warnings and signs, like page or two before the first chapter. Um, it mentions that bells like, like doorbells, any kind of those kinds of bells have excellent hearing. And, Oh
1: yes. The little like
0: pre, um, not prequel. Um, it was just like a little like i don't know beginning part of the book yeah um prologue and i really liked maybe. the idea that, of that right like that they have great hearing and they know what's happening yeah. and can like give you signals and signs if you're aware of it and like are like sentient beings and yeah it was yeah. i was like ooh okay
1: this is going to be fun yeah now who's who do you think the boy is that they were talking about in that? Oh, definitely Luke. Yeah, that's what I think too. Mhm. Of course, yeah. I think that now having finished the book, I did I at first I of course was like, "Oh, it must be Jax." Oh, but, really? I didn't think that at all. Well, I mean, until I found out that there was a Luke. Like
0: Oh, cuz like you <laughs> f- find out in like
1: the first page of the first chapter or right. something, I think. <laughs> um like, that's, you know, because, of course, I knew this book was about Jax. So, of course, when it was like, she should have taken it as a warning, I was like, yeah, she fucking should have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it was interesting. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you oh. go ahead. Oh, okay. Fine. I insist insist. Um, it was interesting for me going into this book um because I never liked Jax as much as you liked him. And especially after the third book, I was like, oh, I'll still read this book, because, duh. But I was like, I'm not really interested in much in what has to happen with Jax. And then throughout this book, I fell into the trap where, so I've come to realize in my many books that I've read in my lifetime that you can expect or hope for a romantic Connection when one of them gives the other one a nickname. And so he's calling her Little Fox throughout all of this. And despite what I know about Jax and what we've learned about Jax, I slowly found myself... I don't know if even liking him was like... But like moving towards liking him at the very least. And then... At the end, my, my last note is literally, ah, fuck you, Jax.
0: <laughs> but see, I think she's assuming too much. Mm. And either some of her assumptions are correct, but not all of them, or her assumptions are correct, but there's more to the story that explains why
1: he's doing what he's doing mm-hmm. in a way that we don't yet grasp. Mm-hmm. And I'm just remembering that we're talking about the guy who married Tella without her consent.
0: Yes, this is true.
1: <laughs> I, we can hope that he learned from the royal fuck-up that was him and the whole Tella situation. Yeah. But I am not going to hold my breath until it is told to me otherwise. <laughs> right. Well,
0: also at the same time, like, he... Did something, right? With the two kisses that he had her... Right. ...do. And we think we know the outcomes of them. But now you realize that he's been blamed for things that didn't actually... Weren't because of the kisses. And Mm -hmm. so maybe they actually did... I don't know. Impact like, the the end setting, like, what happened then. It's true. Um, so at the same time, it's like, you know that he was doing bad shit. We thought he was doing certain bad shit. Found I, out that thing, that right? wasn't I actually...
1: Thought I, I thought no, I that, knew like... the bad shit he was doing.
0: <laughs> yeah. But I found out it was someone else. So then you're like, oh, maybe he doesn't actually do bad stuff. Forgetting that, no, you already knew that he did. But, yeah. <laughs> you
1: know. And that's the thing, right? And in true... Like, Caraval world, um, form, we have no fucking idea what's going on. (laughs) What is true, what's not true, who freaking knows? (laughs) Yeah, I
0: will say that in this book, I didn't have that same feeling to that same extent. I agree. As I did in, in the
1: other books, um which was kind of nice frankly. To yes, not no, I agree. Constantly it was floundering it, it was not quite to the same extent, but I definitely there was a bunch of times that I was like I don't I don't know. <laughs> um yeah. Uh
0: but I did actually want to circle back for a second to the bells um yeah. because It says that the Bells suspect that she's a curiosity. Yeah. Like the other curiosities that are kept in the store but they just don't know what sort of curiosity she Mm -hmm. is. And I'm like okay well I guess this kind of ties into like not knowing what's what. Like what when it said curiosity what is the books or the world's definition of
1: curiosity? Right. Um, And yeah I I know, me too. I hope we find out. I mean, I'm sure we will, but I hope we do. Um, yeah. So, I have a question for you, because I also have a note that says, okay, fuck you, Marisol. Were you suspicious of her prior to that? Prior to what? To, like, finding out all the shit that she did.
0: At the very end? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I not that I was prone to believing Jacks, but I was probably a little more prone than you were, um, just given my my former feelings. <laughs> is it is it is it only former? <laughs> uh, Yeah, yeah, okay. but I can't remember. I don't know that I fully agreed with him, but I just kept getting that feeling of like Evangeline you're being naive. Yeah. Like continuing to think over and over again that she didn't do something.
1: Especially once um. other people started saying stuff too. Like mm-hmm. um, at first I was like maybe this is just Jax being pessimistic and Jax-like. Right. Um. But then as other people started saying it and just like the evidence did seem to be mounting and I was like I don't I don't know, girl, mm-hmm. meaning Evangeline. <laughs> she and I are on, we're so close that we call each other girl. Mm-hmm. Um. So I was, I was hopeful that I was wrong and I was hopeful that we were being led down one road and, and it wasn't going to be true, but mm-hmm. we weren't.
0: <laughs> well, especially with how strong and deep and important the sister connection is in the trilogy. Yeah. I did have a little hope that, I mean, I guess maybe I was holding out a little bit. I hope, too, that there would have been, like, a turn in the story where you yeah. realize that she didn't do all these things, and she was actually protecting Evangeline, and then they became super great sisters, and professed their love for each other, and got rid of the evil stepmother, and that didn't right. know that happened, no. so, yeah.
1: Yeah, that was poopy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like that.
0: What a really great way to express yourself, Ellen.
1: (laughs) You know, sometimes you just got to call it like it is. And it was poopy. Okay, so... The story opens, right? Uh And she is sad because... Okay, first of all, I was suspicious... AF, at the beginning of this book, when it's like, and my sister is marrying the love of my life. And I was like, the fuck? (laughs) Exactly! (laughs) Yes! You're like, what the fuck
0: is going on? Did I just start this book? Did I, like, miss a book or something?
1: (laughs) Right? Did they forget to put a chapter in here? Like, and so I was like, so even from there on, I was like, she still agreed to it. Like, even if everything else is wrong, right? And like, Someone else drugged Luke and someone else did this. And even though her mom is awful, because her mom is awful, you know, I was like, at the very least, she still agreed knowing that this guy at least meant something. Like, you could even go so far as to maybe say, oh, maybe she didn't fully know how much he meant to Evangeline or whatever. And I'm like, but she still knew he meant something to her. Um, So that was like, it just put a bad taste in my mouth and... Um, but yeah, I was so confused at first. I was like, she's doing what? Like, (laughs) and then, um, Evangeline, like, even though she's the cause for it, like, the fact that she drank that and she took their place. I I was so surprised. I was, um, I was so proud of her too. Like, I was like, that's, that's a tough choice. And it, but it's, it's, you know... I, w- I would say it's the right choice, right? Like, you have to accept the responsibility of your actions, right? And that's not what she meant. But, of course, as soon as she was making a deal with Jax, I was like, girl, you weren't
0: careful. Don't care- you mean <laughs> you either accept responsibility for your actions or accept the consequences of your actions? I mean, both. You kind of combined them. I did.
1: but So yes. I guess, yeah, that works, because it is both. Because um, later she does eventually accept you know, responsibility but when she finally tells Marisol that it was her, you know.
0: Which was really dumb of her to do. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh my God. Yeah. Well, no, I'll save that for later when I talk about towards, when we talk about later on in the book, because
1: I yeah. have some feelings there. <laughs> um, But, you know, I, I was just like, hell yeah, girl, like, that's yeah. the right thing to do. But then I was you... also but then I was also like why the hell did we just meet this girl and now she's going to be stone for forever? I was <laughs> Right. I was <laughs> I, I was like what the hell was this the point <laughs> of this whole part of the story then?
0: <laughs> yeah. I I will say though that as soon as I saw that they were turned to stone, I was like he he did say he wasn't going to kill him. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but was it just me or as soon as she was turned from stone back into a person again that just like your head started turning because so much was happening that I didn't understand why like oh she's being hailed as this hero and she's in the newspapers and all of a sudden there are suitors lined up at her door and I'm like why, I don't I don't understand why these are things that are happening, and not that like she's recuperating and I don't. It just seemed like a ton all at once. Yeah, like re- very drastic repercussions that weren't things that I would have thought would have happened that quickly after. Yeah, that I don't know. It just seemed like like well, very... we are talking
1: about the kingdom where you know the. <sighs> Like, it's not that long ago, apparently, because apparently everything that happens in Legendary and Finale happens in six weeks. Um, <laughs> which, again, I was like, what? <laughs> this is my time frame again? Um, Gosh, time frames are hard. I know. So, apparently, those two whole books take place in six weeks. And... Um, uh, but we're talking about the kingdom that not that long ago, their empress dies, this guy shows up, says he's the real emperor, that he dies, and then this girl from nowhere is the new empress, and everybody was like, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like... It's- yeah, that's kind of how
0: I felt a lot in this book, too, um, which I think was getting to me a little bit more than it did in the other books.
1: Yeah. Um, it was funny because when later on when it's mentioned that she's going to go and meet the prince for a little bit until we actually met him, I was like, oh, it's Jacks then, right? He's trying this again someplace else was my thought. And then, of course, I was wrong. But um, I was like, of course it is. Because apparently everybody here is just like, sure, you're definitely the descendant of... <laughs> This room. So,
0: I was wondering if Luke was the younger brother before we were introduced to him.
1: Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Obviously, that was also
1: incorrect. Yeah. But that's okay. I mean, Yeah, because I was uh... like, oh, the princess had a
0: falling out. They hadn't seen the younger brother in a while. And, oh, the excuse of, oh, yeah, I have to go up north to find, like, a cure or whatever. When, no, he could just be going home. I get it. I get it. However, my detective skills were incorrect in this instance. Yeah,
1: but that's okay. They have to be wrong sometime. Oh, no, um, Ellen, you're supposed to say I'm always right. Oh, I'm so sorry. You're always right, except for when you're wrong. Mm. <laughs> okay, so there's the part where she goes, to she being Evangeline, goes and tells her stepmother that she's going north, right? And she's like, I'm going north, I've met the Empress, she's sending me north, blah, 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 and I'm taking Marisol. And there's this brief moment in the description, and it says that she notices, like, a look of, like, that Agnes, the stepmother, looked haunted by the news that she was going north. And oh, I was I like, that. I was like, she knows something. She knows that, Evangeline is more than meets the eye. She knows that she's somehow connected to something up there. Oh, maybe she knows about the prophecy. Maybe. Also, can I just tell you as a quick side note, I was so, I was. they were like, here's the prophecy. And I was like, God damn it. Like another freaking prophecy. And I was like, this is, I hate prophecies, mostly just because I feel like a big dum-dum because I can never figure out what they're meant to say. But this one was relatively easy for me to keep up with. So I was very <laughs> Right? Like it was very short and succinct. I was like, and can we have yeah. can all of our prophecies be this well laid out? Thank you. The end. <laughs> yeah.
0: Though I do wonder if the story of the fox and the hunter or archer or whatever um Maybe plays into the prophecy more. Oh, I imagine it. it or must. that like some of these stories are prophecy esque. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm was very frustrated that we got very little information about that story, even though there were seven freaking books on it, <laughs> and still we know so little. And yeah. I want to know why he calls her little fox. Like, is it only because that's her last name and he just, like, that's his nickname for her? I and I'm going to say that's probably not the case because he has all
1: of those books. Like, plus, there's something more yeah, to that. Plus, he dressed up as the archer for, wasn't that him that dressed up like it? Or was it the prince who dressed up like the archer? Now I can't remember. It was the prince. Okay. Just kidding. Scratch that thought then. <laughs> all I remembered was that one of the two of them dressed up like the archer and I couldn't remember who it had been. Yeah. Um, I think
0: it was the prince in one of his, like, Plus, like, I imagine, moments. you
1: know, her hair is red adjacent, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, it is. Like, a pink is red adjacent. Mm-hmm. Um, why
0: do you dislike pink so much, then? If it's red adjacent, like, shouldn't you love it?
1: <laughs> no. I don't have to love it. That's mostly why I, okay, there's two reasons I, okay, fine. We'll bring it, you brought it up, so now we have to talk about it. I don't like pink for sort of two big reasons. One, I don't look good in it. I can't, redheads, some redheads can wear pink. I'm a very red, undertoned, redheaded person. And so pink just does not look good on my pink, pale skin. (laughs) It's just not a combination that works well for Ellen. I like it on other people. Sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes. <laughs> Occasionally. Very um, skeptical. So that's one of the reasons. The other reason is I hate the whole fucking idea that girls like pink and boys like blue. And I've hated it since I was tiny because blue has been my favorite color for as long as I can remember. And so it made me feel wrong for liking. So, you know, my stubborn ass was like, I'll never like pink. And... So far in all my 20, almost nine years on this planet, I know, um, I, uh, um, have stuck to it. So, (laughs) um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'll get off my weird pink soapbox here. Um, so I also wondered if it was just that, like, you know. She looks almost fox-like, as well as it being her last name. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, but yeah, I don't know. I like that he calls her little fox.
0: I know. I thought that was cute. I honestly want. Also, they actually little like ghost foxes or whatever, and the little
1: dragons. Oh, that's literally I when they were like tiny dragons. I was like, "Fuck yes, I am." Yes, I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm ready for it. Can we have some? I want exactly like I, I want, want one them. on my shoulder right now. <laughs> I want one or twenty. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I was Mushu, so excited. Where are you at? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Dragon. I don't do that tongue thing. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, I'm always here for dragons, but especially tiny ones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm here for
0: it. Um, sorry, I feel like I keep interrupting you. You were saying something about what you wanted
1: for Jax. And oh, then... I was just going to say, I, you know, as much as I don't like him, because <laughs> I don't particularly like him, I also am, I'm a sucker for a redemption story. Like, I'm here for him to actually learn from his mistakes, but I want him to actually learn from his mistakes and not, like, half learn or, like, fake learn his, you know, like, I want him to actually learn. I want him to just give it the fuck up. Like, (laughs) yeah, well, so, um, there was a description in
0: here of the fates that I think finally really helped me, like, make sense of the Actions of him as well as other fates. Okay. But also just made me think about people in general and some, like, extremists. Um, And I don't know that you'll also see this connection. But the... I don't remember where this was, but it says, The fates weren't dangerous because they were evil. The fates were dangerous because they couldn't tell the difference between evil and good. Mm-hmm. So, right, some of these extremist groups, they're not dangerous because they're, like, bad people. It's just that they don't recognize that what they're doing is bad. All the time. Yeah. Necessarily. I don't know that it fully is the same, though, because... It seems like the fates are like legitimately don't grasp the human like morality or scale even, at like even like emotional
1: scale even. Yeah. Like we could take it. Yeah, I agree with that part of it. Um I sort of see what you mean about it tying into extremist groups. I guess I don't know that I all necessarily like 100% agree that extremist groups don't know that they're like bad people, but I do I do sort of understand what you're saying about it. Yeah. Um, I get it. I get it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um. So, oh, so Go ahead. I was going to say, did you think it was weird that she kept passing through these arches and that they were talking to her?
0: Oh my god, that was literally <laughs> what I was about to say. It was like, my next sprinkling of notes is just asking, like, oh, why is, why is she hearing stuff from the statues? Yeah. Why, why is she hearing
1: whispers when she goes through arches? Like, yeah. what
0: what is happening? Is she a descendant also, of them? Also,
1: like, why does she keep brushing it off? She keeps hearing mm. these statues and arches uh, talking to her. And she goes, meh, whatever. <laughs> I'm like, Girl! Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree. I had a very similar reaction. I was
1: like, what the hell are you doing?
0: Uh Yeah, she's just assuming... Oh, my God. ...that it wasn't important. I know. ...that it wasn't happening, that... Girl. I don't know.
1: Okay, so... So, I thought that this... Um, this whole premise of how the prince um, like, gets his wife was really interesting. It felt kind of bachelor to me, who doesn't really mm-hmm. watch The Bachelor, um, but I have the general idea of how The Bachelor works. Um, <laughs> but can I tell you, I laughed so hard when it's, what, the second night, And he's like, I've made my decision. And she's like, it's going to be me. And then he. Oh, my
0: God. My heart literally, (laughs) like, I freaked out.
1: He picked someone else. And I was, like, crying. I was laughing so hard because she was so, like, oh, shit. And I was like oh honey like because maybe not to that extent but we've all been there where like someone is waving and we think they're waving at us and then we're like oh they're not waving at us you know like on some scale we've all had that embarrassment and I was like Mm. oh that's so awkward (laughs) (laughs) Oh. oh that's so great um
0: yeah I... And then
1: three pages later, he's proposing to her, and I was like, wait yeah. a second.
0: Whoa. I had <laughs> a lot of problems with this book in general. Um oh, okay. But specifically with the way that love is portrayed here. Okay. And I know that it's supposed to be over the top because you know that it's not real and they're, like, bewitched. Yeah. Um... But even so, like the amount of times that I was just like, seriously, you're going to do that? You're going to say that? Like, oh my, like, really? Um, Or the amount of times throughout the book that it was just very much uh, like, oh, I want my happily ever after. Oh, I'm going to get my true love. Like, those are the only things they talk about. Those are the only goals they have for themselves is like. Finding my tr- my one true love. My happily ever after. And I was just... I don't know if it's that... Because I, I was thinking about this and I was like, I remember liking the three Caraval books a lot. Yeah. And I'm not having the same reaction to this book. Interesting. Like, I love the writing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The same way that I did with the other books. And I think that's, like, the only redeeming thing. For me. Interesting.
1: Because
0: um, I was really struggling with a lot of other stuff. And I was trying to figure it out. Because. So I wanted to ask you. One. Did you notice a difference between the books? Or was it basically the same. Same level of enjoyment. Same level of like. Well I didn't enjoy it. And, I like, didn't enjoy like it as
1: much. Um, but mostly because I don't enjoy Jax as much. <laughs> so it was harder for me. Um, to... Um. It was harder for me to, like, invest in the relationship that was forming between the two of them, whether it turns out to be a romantic one or not. Like, even if it just turns out to be a friendship. Like, I, it was just harder for me to invest in that because I am, like, meh about Jax. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, um, we're only in book one, you know? So, like... That's it's, true. It's hard to for me to... Put my all my eggs in one basket, you know, without mm. knowing how it's going to turn out, you know, because the thing is, is like, yes, I totally see what you're saying about like, but like about one true love and and happily ever after. Um, but one, that's how they were raised. They were raised to that they were going to their only value was finding someone and being that being the match and two they're like 17 like who at 17 at least at points in time at 17 weren't like oh i can't wait to meet the love of my life and live happily like we you know yeah that's the other side of it right is that we're we're dealing with teenagers yeah that's very true
0: it just it It seemed very young. The characters seemed very young. And for some reason, I really struggled with that. Yeah. and I wonder if it'll be, be, like, a tele-situation
1: where, like, you're kind of iffy now, but, like, all of a sudden you're like, whoa, there Mm -hmm. it is.
0: Yeah, so I don't know if it's a, like, second book kind of deal, if it's a, we've been reading some, like, larger just like the writing style is more intense and more adult than yeah this that like that jump was jarring or um i was trying to think because when we started reading for the podcast that was like the end of 2020 so right because we started publishing in january of 2021 so we were reading in that fall so it's been like a year and a half and i just wonder if like, in that time frame, I've just shifted in terms of, like, the books that I enjoy more. Sure. Right? Like, the, you just be, you're in, like, different phases, different moods, whatever, where, yeah. like, certain books rub you the it's right way my, and wrong it's way. It's why am you know?
1: I love the idea of my pick a name out of my mason jar and read a book, but it really just doesn't work in actuality because I have to be in the right mood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't know if that's
0: possibly part of it either. Um, I mean, but it then be. one of the other things that I, I realized afterwards, because I was just trying to figure out, like, why did this feel like it wasn't as enjoyable as a read as the other, like, as I remember the trilogy being from mm-hmm. Stephanie Garber. And I don't know if you've got you got this feeling, but to me it just seemed like the events were just happening like boom 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 like one after the other you don't know what's happening you don't know why but it's not the same thing of like not understanding like what's happening in the world kind of like Mm -hmm. chaos as the other books but more so like we're just being told what's happening one event after another instead of experiencing as readers through a character's sure. like actual experience and vision and choices and emotions and things like that um it just seemed like it was telling you not showing you but then because of her beautiful like writing throughout it it kind of like made up for it almost okay um i don't know yeah This was me thinking late at night when I wasn't sleeping and trying to sleep. And my mind was like, why didn't I like this book as much? Like, what was happening? (laughs) Let me do a deep
1: dive when I need to be asleep. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. those are good questions. Good things to keep in your mind. It's book one in a series of who knows how many. So um, something to keep in mind if and when we tackle the next ones. Mm Um and see yeah. if that changes or if it doesn't change or you know. Uh I think I mean I feel like we've talked about this before maybe even on the podcast but like I think I have an easier time hopping back and forth between different like levels and different like uh genre's not quite the right word because they're both fantasy books but they're um you know, between young adult into, like, new mm-hmm. adult into regular adult. You know, like, I have an easier time just sort of um, reading what I want to read. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's – I I wonder – I shouldn't say I think. Uh, I wonder if it stems from – um, I've always sort of been that kind of reader where like I don't really care what the reading level technically is if I'm interested in it I'm gonna read it um, but I know that you haven't always been a reader like that um, mm-hmm. so I wonder if it's just side effects of that also or not even just yeah. but like partially part of that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah I wonder that's interesting now I'm like psychoanalyzing all my choices because I do remember (laughs) like my mom when I was younger would always push me to read at higher and higher reading levels Mm -hmm. and then not read below whatever reading level I was at. Yeah. Because that was like a bad thing to do. Yeah. And so then like once I got at a certain level I would never read any of the things that were Mm -hmm. below that even if like Age-wise, emotional intelligence-wise, like, interest-wise, maybe those books were actually the ones that I should have been reading at the time. So, I don't know. Could be also that that has nothing to do
1: with this at all. (laughs) It's true. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, right? Is we have no idea why it's happening or not happening or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: I will say that I'm pretty sure... There's, like, over 200 pages between my first chunk of notes and my second chunk of notes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And that the beginning or the middle was all a blur.
1: Yeah. Um. I mean, that's the thing, right? It's, like, the way it was written, everything is sort of like a blur, right? Because I'm just looking at my notes because I always write the page number in case I want to reference the page for whatever reason. But it's, like... So just here's like a sampling, right? Um, Page 143. Oh, God, he picked someone else? That's so awkward. Page 146. Whoa, what? He's proposing to her? What's going on? And then like later on, it's like, oh, vampires on page 287. Oh, shit. Luke's there. And then it's like, oh, shit. Jack's saved her life, 308. Oh, shit. Jack's killed Luke, 308. Like, you know, a lot of it, I think it was, intentional right but a lot of it is just like what is happening (laughs) um and just like um I enjoy that a little bit of just like whoa you know um but I could also see how it wouldn't maybe always be like I don't know I enjoy that but
0: for some reason with this book it almost felt like the events weren't, like, we weren't getting enough of each event I get that was happening. Yeah, I could um, see that. That I felt, like, too much of an outsider, like, looking in sure. and not, like, grasping enough detail. Yeah. Um, I can understand that for sure. Yeah. So did you think but, Jax was going to... Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> That's okay. Both of us are just staring at each other like, oh, wait, we interrupted each other. Who's going to talk now?
1: Um, Did you think Jax was going to turn into a vampire?
0: I was very concerned for a couple of moments. And I do have to ask you, because I don't remember. So what happens to people who are bit by the vampire Venom that's supposed to turn them in a vamp- into a vampire. Right, because there's, like, the two if bites. Don't... There's the one
1: that'll turn them or the one just to feed. Right. And we know that he got the one to turn him.
0: If but... they don't
1: feed by sunrise, they're fine.
0: Oh, I was thinking, like, if they don't feed by sunrise, then, like, they die or something. But then yeah, because so Jax was a fate, like, maybe that was different. Yeah. I w- I'm just very concerned that, like, she just left him sleeping and we don't actually know what state I mean,
1: he's in and like shit. I mean shit you're right like that's I didn't even think about that um but I I thought it was that the thing is is that that bloodthirst is so intense that nobody's really gonna make it through the night without drinking blood so you're gonna turn into a vampire mm. but if you can somehow withstand it you'll be fine until morning or after morning interesting um, but now I don't fucking know. Because <laughs> I also thought when he was, like, first when he was bit, I was like, oh, it's, I mean, it's going to probably, maybe it's going to be an issue, but it's not going to be the same kind of issue because he's a fate. He's not human. Um, But then that also seemed to be not accurate. So mm-hmm. I don't fucking know. I <laughs> <You> don't either.
0: <laughs> More things to worry about that we can't do anything about. <laughs>
1: Oh, goodness. Um, I have a note. Jacks orchestrated all of this, question mark? I mean, makes sense.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, what,
1: do you know what you were, were referring to? So this was, I think, before we really understood everything that Marisol did. Um, but let's see. It says 342. So let's just find out what was happening on page 342.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Ah, what do you think it's this? You're so lucky I'm here, she grunted. Luck had nothing to do with it, Jack snubled. I wanted you here, little fox. Who do you think asked poison to save you and suggest to his empress? That she yes. send you to. Um,
1: this is before he falls asleep. Like, they've left the graveyard. Mm-hmm. But it's before he falls asleep. So he's in this weird sort of, like, drug-ish state or whatever. Um, yes. But, yes. I was like, oh, of course. Of course. He orchestrated all of this. I was like, so he got her to get to this part so that he could have her kiss the prince. And he could fall in love with her. And he could fucking kill him. And I was like, fuck fucking Jax. I was like, God damn it. I was starting to think maybe that he learned from his mistakes. He's going to be a different person. He's going to be better. Yeah, he has some iffy stuff going on, but like, eh, is it like iffy stuff I can handle? Sure. Just kidding. And (laughs) I was like, of course it was all... A big plan from old Jaxie Poo. Like, I was. <laughs> oh, I was like, come on,
0: dude. Mm. Oh. It just reminded me of Full House. The Michelle Tanner. Who got say? it, dude?
1: Who got it, dude? Yeah. Yeah, I was like, mm-hmm. of course he did. Hmm. Um, yeah, um, I'm trying to think,
0: uh, were you surprised by, was it Lala, what was her name? Yeah, Lala. Yeah, I was so thrown that she was also a fate. Oh, me too. I had no
1: idea. For sure. (laughs) I was like, whoa. (laughs) Yeah, I thought that was crazy. Um, and I kind of liked that she was, at least in her own way, befriending Evangeline. Um, I was like, see, Jax, maybe you'll still be a little crazy, but you could be more normal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I think also, so not only that, the quote or whatever that I read to you before about the evil versus them just not recognizing good versus evil um, helping me to better understand the fates but I think also her telling Evangeline like why she's a seamstress and like why she makes dresses and like right. how that like helps her mm-hmm. Um again kind of gave me a better understanding of like, what drives the fates to do what they do and, like, get a better grasp on, like, why Jax is making the decisions that he's making. And then I realized that that actually didn't help
1: me that much in trying to figure out (laughs) what Jax was thinking and what he was trying to do. (laughs) I both love and hate that I have no idea what the hell he's thinking ever, apparently. Um, And not ever. Like, there are glimpses. I think the thing is, what I like about this book is that we did get glimpses into i think what he's really thinking right like i think that he was really feeling the feelings he was feeling when he was telling evangeline about tella and i think we get little snippets of like what he's i don't know trying to change into what he could change into like what like i don't even know what to think anymore but like um He's just got to let go of all the bullshit (laughs) or even most of the bullshit. He doesn't even have to let go of all of it. But I'm just like, let it go. Let it go. Basically, like he's (laughs) and I think probably it's a little bit like your whole one finger point, you know, pointing fingers and three are pointing back at you. A little bit for me is like Mm -hmm. you are getting in your own fucking way so actually we
0: need a show yourself (laughs) right exactly like Like literally
1: all of the frozen and frozen two songs
0: (laughs) that I like really identified with during my my personal struggle the past couple
1: of years yeah like the thing is I was just like Jax you are literally the architect of your own unhappiness here like you've got to let your bullshit go maybe if you actually let somebody in, you wouldn't feel like shit all the time. And... Now maybe, I feel like
0: you're talking to me.
1: I I might also be talking about other people on the podcast. Cough, cough, me-self, myself. myself. Um, but... So
0: basically both of us are... Archi- what did you say? Architects of your own unhappiness? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like... A little bit, at the very least, you know. <laughs> and I think, I think that's also just partially human nature too. Like I don't think it's just us to not to make us feel less special or anything like that. Like I think that that happens relatively frequently at the very least. Um, but yeah, I was like, you're you are just getting in your own fucking way, Jacks. I also want to keep. I, Alex? Alex. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I keep wanting to call him something longer than Jax because it feels like such a nickname. Um, so I, uh, when I was sort of at my maddest at him, I was calling him Jaxtafer. <laughs> That's Um, adorable. I love that. (laughs) I mean, sometimes you feel like you need a full name. And Jax is just such a nickname-y name. Mm -hmm. But, like, what is Jax short for? Nothing. So I just made up my own name to yell at him.
0: Okay, so what about other names that seem like nicknames or just, like, short names in real life? Have you ever
1: felt the urge to do that? Mm, probably, I don't know that I could think of anything right at the moment, but I'm sure probably, but I like that Jaxtafer, yeah <laughs> um yeah, um, I have a coworker at work whose nickname is Liz, and she doesn't like her full name, and I know what her full name is, um, so I will sometimes tease her, and I'll go, Liz Erd. Or I'll go Liz Tureen, (laughs) 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 which she chuckles at um, because I like to just tease her like I'm because I won't say what her full name is, but I like to make her think just for a split second that that you're about to just maybe this is the time that I'll tell Uh everybody what her full name is. And then and then I switch it up on her. (laughs) Uh You double you. Hmm. I know. Look out, world! I'm so devious. Indeed, um, indeed. Okay, let's see here.
0: Um, I think the majority of my notes are about like her final plan of attack and what yeah. she wants to do. And did how- you
1: see that her bro- Did you see that the brother? Did okay. Oh my god, I can't even talk. Did you see it coming? That the brother was the one who poisoned the cups.
0: So, as soon as I saw that he and Marisol were engaged and going to get married already, I was like, what's happening here? Yeah. And not only was I suspicious of
1: Marisol, I was also wondering if he was behind it. Interesting. So, my suspicion went straight to Marisol, and I didn't think anything about him. I mean, I still was
0: so surprised by his admissions that like he was part of the protectorate so he had to kill her and he's been so he wasn't actually trying to kill his brother at all which is what i had suspected when like when you saw that he was going to get married i was like oh he's trying to like steal the crown and Everything, but no, he was trying to kill Evangeline Mm -hmm. and accidentally killed his own
1: brother. Yeah. Which,
0: like, crazy. But he didn't
1: kill his brother because his brother's still alive.
0: Also, crazy. I did not see that coming. No, me neither. I totally thought that something really bad was going to happen to her. I was like, girl... Don't fall into this trap. Oh, yeah, especially uh, as soon as he,
1: like, turned down the hallway and she's like, where are we going? I was like, ah, oh, fuck. I know. <laughs> I was like, no, not again. <laughs> I was like, and Jax isn't going to find her in time, like, because he's yeah. like, little fox, where are you going? Like, why are you getting farther away? Like, why aren't you here yet? And I'm like, ah, oh, balls!" Like, <laughs> um,
0: But was I the only one who just thought, that like everything that Evangeline did at the very end of the book, I was just like dumb. You're so why would you No, that's dumb what? No Like, like what, her. Like what her plan her plan to um give the potion to the prince. Oh, I'll just waltz into the secret passage that I used to get out assuming that no one has found it and is either guarding it or, like, closed it up. And then I'll assume I'll just be able to scamper into the castle and go right into the prince's room and I won't even give it to him. I'll just randomly set it somewhere in his room and assume that he will, of course, come into his room and drink it
1: at once. Like, I was like, what... That's it's just... so funny because, like, I didn't I didn't even question that part of it, but as you're describing it to me, I'm like, that sounds like a plan that a 17-year-old would come up with. That sounds uh, like a plan uh-huh. that, a, that a child would be like, this is definitely going to work out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, I guess, you know how everyone says that, like, your 20s suck and your 30s are great, which, like, here's to hoping. I wonder if it's that we're, like, very close to 30, that we're now so much further away from like our younger 20s and teens, yeah, that it just seems so outlandish now,
1: <laughs> right? Um, I don't know, that's so funny. I didn't think, yeah, I didn't think anything of it. Um, which also goes to show, I think, that Ellen would not be great, uh, a great schemer. I mean, I already. <laughs> Thankfully I already knew that, so I didn't have my, you know, heart set on a, a life oh, okay. of, of scheming.
0: Um a life of crime is not
1: Yeah. Not your go to. Well scheming doesn't always have to be crime, but This is it, true. It does generally seem to imply crime. <laughs> um but yeah, like I uh, I definitely didn't think twice about it. So um, if we ever need a scheme Perhaps I am not the best uh, person to go to for that. Uh-huh. Um, you had mentioned being frustrated at her being a meaning of Angeline for telling Marisol the truth. Explain. Because I was, well, mostly because I was really proud of her for understanding that this could blow up in her face. And still choosing to tell the truth. Well, so I was
0: thinking, I guess, again, I was thinking more practically, like, you're in the palace where you have no power. Yeah. And you're trying to, like, stay alive and not get caught. And so you think now is the time to (laughs) potentially jeopardize... Right, your relationship with your sister, not knowing what's going to happen, instead of trying to like exist further. I think that's where I was coming from. Which, like, I I hear what you're saying, and now that I'm seeing it from that angle,
1: yeah,
0: I do, I do appreciate it because, yeah, that's true. Um, Actually, saying what you mean and being honest, and even if it's, I also
1: she, um, really great. Yeah. And the other thing for me about that, too, was just that, like, it was so big of her to, like, to realize that this could jeopardize everything and still do that. But it was also heartbreaking for me because, and her, of course, too, um, but she was putting her faith in that sisterly bond that she thought that they had that they did not have, you know? And so it was, like, her Mm -hmm. taking that last step and then her sister. Throwing it back in her face, you know. Mm. Um, and so that was really sad for me too. Yeah. Uh, okay. Quick question. On page three hundred and fourteen of the hardcover book, uh uh-huh. Um, something happens and somebody says something that Ellen was like, "And what?" But now I don't remember exactly what happened. So let's just take a little gander. Um. Okay. So it says. Um. Oh, so they're in the they're in the um, dungeon or uh. crypt or whatever, and he's like, "You're not gonna chain me to the wall and she's like, blah blah blah, whatever And then all of a sudden she asks him um, how good his ch- sense of smell is because she wants to know if they're gonna be able to follow them, right And he says, "You smell like fear and something unreadable flickered across his face. Whatever, whatever he was going to say next became cut off by another sound from below, like thunder racing up the stairs. And I'm like, what does she smell like? I think it probably is going to tell us something either about the
0: uh, Fox and Hunter story or about what she is. is.
1: Yeah. I, but I want to know. I know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I totally oh. forgot about that, so I'm glad that you brought that up because yeah. I, well, maybe I'm not glad that you brought it up because I already <laughs> forgot that it was something that I wanted to know, but now I'm frustrated again because I remember that it's something that I
1: wanted to know that I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm intrigued to see what that is. I intri- mean, I don't think she's just human or at the very least non-magical, like maybe she is just human, but like, I don't know, she's got some magic going on. Um I'm interested to see sort of at the end right when she finds out that Apollo's alive. I have Havelock is like you'll be the one to save him. And I'm like how? Like And then yeah, all that shit with her realizing that Jax really was at the bottom of everything.
0: I that ending to me I it was so fast. I was like, wait, what's happening? Wait, it's it's done? Already? Huh? <laughs> like, I don't know if you felt that too. Where, a bit. like, I, I, yes, I knew that the ending was coming because, you, you know, holding a physical book. <laughs>
1: you can um, see where but, the end is, right.
0: But it was just, to me, it just felt like either it was setting us up with, like, a great cliffhanger, like, She finally comes to recognize the truth and what's happening, and she's resolved to figure out how to get around this prophecy, or she is making all these assumptions and setting us up as readers to have the incorrect beliefs starting off the next book. Ooh, I like that idea. And I also I think, don't like that idea. <laughs> I think that second idea is me just being super jaded
1: and it's probably actually the first one. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. I don't know. Um, I'm very excited to see where this goes and, and what happens next and um if Jax can pull his head out of his fucking ass. i I'm, I'm yeah. a little bit salty with him in case well, you can't tell.
0: But at the same time, if like if you don't have the ability to understand the difference between right and wrong, how? But I don't would see would you it. ever That's... be able to make that difference? Like if I'm holding up two cups and one is red and one is blue, but all you see is like I don't know, like how you don't see the color, how do you know to choose one over the
1: other? feel like that's oversimplifying it a little bit you know? <laughs> because the thing is is like i don't expect him to do it by himself but i expect him to learn from his experiences and the people around him what like i i expected him to have already learned this after marrying someone without their consent <laughs> and having that shit show blow up in his face like i thought you know what? He's this ancient fate being. He's going to he's going to take this experience that shattered his already broken heart and he's going to learn and he's going to grow and he's going to maybe become a different Jax than we've seen before. And like maybe that's still going to happen, but as of right now, I'm like, dude, I was going to say I think it's a little too soon. I think
0: you're in like phase three or four of, like, Jack's going
1: through his heartbreak and coming out a better but being like, on the I other side. But, like, I feel like side. we should have already seen... In- <laughs> like, I feel like we should have already seen more than we've already seen. Because I think we have seen... I think we have seen the first pebbles that start the avalanche, right? Like, he saved her from being bitten by Luke and maybe yeah maybe he just did it because he needs her to open it but maybe there was a tiny little bit of him that didn't want her to see like didn't want to see her hurt right so like I think we're seeing the the very little but I just I feel like even if we don't have to be those 10 steps down the line I feel like we should be two or three steps not like a quarter of a step you know like (laughs)
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) like <laughs> Well, I would love to get a book from his perspective. Maybe we will. Who knows? I
1: that don't would know. Be really
0: interesting. Or I at least have wondering. like more of his perspective. I don't remember are the
1: books only from the sisters' perspectives? I think for the most part. Yeah. Maybe there's a chapter or two that might be from Julian's point of view? Probably just but I think it's the sisters, primarily yeah. the sisters and the other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I'm interested to see what, 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 um, what, um what I'm trying to say. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. To see what's and next. How the next book yeah. starts off. Starts off, finishes off. How many books do are in the series? Know, I was going
0: to say, do we know how many books are in the series? At least two. <laughs> I don't know why I assumed it was a standalone, but I again assumed this was a standalone book. Just like a prequel or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I still had that assumption towards the very end of the book because we obviously know it was not a prequel. Um, And I also don't know why I was so surprised when the book ended that there was going to be another book because... I should have seen that coming. Like, it, there was no way to finalize this with, like, the small amount of pages I had
1: left. Yeah. <laughs> but also, she's like, but also, she's like the princess of the realm now. Like, so how, like, I'm like, all of these people are just, they don't give a fuck who's ruling them. Like, all the people in, in Scarlet's kingdom, and now all the people in this one are just like, Okie dokie. Like, so that's kind of how I feel <laughs> about every single event
0: that happens in this book. Yeah. Kind of. Like, thing. I'm just like. Of like, it's just too
1: fantastical, unrealistic. Yeah. That's the one part that seems too far for me. Is, like, that. I mean, it seemed a little too far when it was just in care of all, but like I could have like put it down to like that's just how their society is. But now that well and then of course we haven't really seen how the people react to the news of her being basically the princess, so I guess I can't really say for sure, but I'm like, it, if they if everybody's like, sounds good, I'm gonna be like, Okay, hold on. <laughs> hold the phone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Can we talk about this a little bit more? <laughs> Oh my god.
0: Oh <laughs> well, I don't know that I have anything else to talk about. I don't think so. Cause I don't think I do either. Allowed me to
1: just vent. Good, I guess. Let's do it. we we'll let it out. Let it go. Let it in. What? Let it out. Let it rain. Let it snow. Let it go. It's a little <laughs> encanto for you. Oh, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Bruno Which says though? that at the end. When he's talking oh. to Peppa, he's like, I'm sorry about the weather. It wasn't a prophecy. I could just see you were sweating. And he and he's like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he goes like, let it in, let it out, let it rain, let it snow, let it go. Because mm. he's like telling her to just like let her powers do what they're going to do. We can, talk, we can have our whole Encanto podcast later. <laughs> um <laughs> I could talk about that movie for far longer than I think you want to talk about that movie, so we don't have to talk uh-huh. about it. <laughs> um, but
0: it's okay. You relate more personally to Encanto, and I relate more personally to Frozen. I don't know that Frozen
1: too. That's necessarily true, but Cause you also relate to Frozen. Yeah. Frozen too. Um, I just, you know.
0: Pressure like a trip, trip, trip. <laughs> I In don't know um,
1: if Yeah. I mean, I certainly, there's parts of both of those that I definitely relate to. I don't know if it's more or less, but I don't know. I like this trend that Disney seems to be moving into that it's, um that the villain is is not like a person, but it's like, generational trauma like in in um or um i don't know if you saw luca but like it's like it's racism basically is is sort of what the issue is um and elitism probably a little bit too and like classism um but it's like thinly veiled through sea monsters and italian people you know like it's of course, because it's you know they're children's movies, but like, um, I just like that there's this new trend that it's not necessarily like a bad guy, um, and you say that, and we see that, um, a little bit in Frozen 2, especially, um, like, yes, there's a there's a bad guy, but like, some of the stuff that they're working against is just more like ideas and concepts and um somehow we went from talking about <laughs> a book to my theories on Disney and the direction that they're going with their storytelling. Um so we can talk about that later. Um <laughs> in our 27th podcast. Yes. Uh we we now will be producing a podcast every hour of every day. Great. Okay. Bye. Um so yeah. Okay. So that's that. I'm trying to like Figure out how I can work this back and make it more succinct, I, and I don't think it's going to happen. I don't, I don't know that happen. you can. I don't um, think you can so.
0: tie it in a bow easily. Just
1: <laughs> hop on over to our
0: yeah. <laughs> closing <laughs> remarks. Yeah,
1: so um, as always, you can find us on social media. We're on uh, Twitter at uniquely no. At UPM Pod Official. We're on Instagram at Uniquely Portable Magic Podcast. And of course, you can always email us at Uniquely Portable Magic Podcast at gmail.com. We will see you guys in a couple weeks. Bye.